and welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only formerly in Terminator lore podcast to tackle all of life stuff's issues. Also, the most the longest continuously running podcast on the See You Next Tuesday Network. I'm your host, Tim the Handlebreaker, and with me today, as always, it's Tab Burt. Welcome back, everybody. Very proud of that continuously running number. Yeah. Oh, boy, I'm, uh, if you can't tell already, I'm just fucking beat to hell, ready to just quit. I'm really on the edge of just being like, ah, fuck you guys. I can't fucking do the same or you figure it out. I will have beaten the record though. Cause the, the last guy that held my job held it for 13 days and I've done yes. it now for yeah. like five months. So yeah, that's gotta be worth something. Was it? Yeah. They really should. You really should have health insurance, separate health insurance just for your back. Yeah. For carrying the whole weight of weight 300 of- useless people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Oh, man. This is going to be another weird episode because we're just throwing this out here to keep the record going and to keep in the habit of recording and to get some of this shit off of our chests that otherwise, you know, we have to let stew for another week. So uh, how was your week? How was your last week, Tim? Uh, Not that fun. No. No. Uh, those quick turnarounds suck. Yeah, they do. Um. We had uh, two giant shows at our arena here in town, and um, you know the crazy thing is when you book a show that needs sixty stagehands, and then you book a show that needs eighty stagehands, and you're pulling from the same pool of stagehands, there are going to be a bunch of people that say, uh, "No, I don't want to work that second show because I'm leaving there at two a.m. and you want me back there at nine a.m." Yeah, like that. That no, it's seven hours. It doesn't work. And uh, <clears throat> they're supposed to be like we have all these things in our collective bargaining agreements that are like, yeah, if we uh, if we don't get a full eight hour rest period, then people get double time. But at these arenas, because the shows pay for the event, the the stat the labor, yeah. not the not the house. It's like, well, you know, we can't charge Justin Bieber double time because you guys didn't get out after Dua Lipa. That would just not work. Like, yeah, but you, someone in your building looked at that schedule and was like, oh, we got, we got this big show and this big show. That'll work. That'll work, yeah. So, of course, we were really, really short, and I spent all day getting yelled at by a bunch of limey cunts about how our, our local was worthless. This is the best part, though. This is like my best one-liner maybe ever. Uh-huh. This guy is dressing me down about how short we are and how... Well, yesterday we had Rhino and Rhino, they just overbooked. You know, we had too many state chance because they just they just overbooked because they know people aren't going to show up and blah, 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 blah. And he's just like, you know, and if, if you don't have uh, if you can't fill our calls, then you don't deserve to have a contract with this building. And he's just, you know, read me the right act. And he says that line about Rhino overbooks. And yeah, Rhino does overbook. Rhino overbooks because they charge you a, one rate for a stagehand and they pay another rate to them. And then there's this thing in the middle that's their profit. Oh, okay. So they're like, yeah, all of our stagehands cost $28 an hour and they pay their stagehands $16 an hour. Mm. So even when you're like, well, we're going to send all these guys home extra, they're like, yeah, we'll pay you for four hours because they're just paying it out of the profits of yeah. everyone else working. So yeah, they they overbook, but... Uh, so, I said, well, perhaps you could reach out to Rhino in Denver and have them send some people down here. We haven't haven't had an electrical fire recently because the day before they had set a big electrical fire at the venue they were at and they they lost their... uh, It's Justin Bieber. The whole stage is a video wall. He's dancing on a video wall. Behind him is a video wall. Flying above him is a video wall. Uh There are side-hung projectors with videos of him. There are dancers on stage on platforms going up and down that are also video walls. Yeah, I mean, it's just, 
an insane amount of. It looks like a show at the Grammys. Yeah, a, a, chain, a production for someone with absolutely no talent. And yeah. you can tell because he's, you know, I've seen shows go in there 14. You know, the the Dua Lipa show, it was a 14 truck show. It was a big show. Uh, and it was like, well, you know, there's a little there's a little much here for what's going on. But then you have that the next day and you're like 26 trucks. And uh, you saw his retarded backstage uh-huh. setup. Yeah, I can't I can't work unless I have my king size bed in my dressing room. What a faggot. Uh, the, anyway, yeah, so that was, that was a shitty weekend for everybody, I think. Uh, and then, and that just never fucking stops, man. I got, I fell behind like two weeks ago because all of these things didn't wait until last second to send me their info. Mm -hmm. And then all these other things were like, oh, hey, can we get like eight people for this? Or can we get five people for this? Can we get four people for this? And so trying to fill those, I fell behind on all this stuff that was bigger and long term. Mm -hmm. And now I'm chasing that. I've been chasing that all for the rest of the month, basically. Yeah. And uh, if I, I, I don't know if I can get through this weekend, you know, if I get through the weekend, then yeah, maybe we can keep going, but I, I don't know if we can make it through this weekend. I don't know what to do. I'm really out of ideas and I'm really out of, I'm out of the fluid that generates ideas because I'm just so fucking tired of people harassing me about what the calls they think they should get that they haven't received yet. And and it's like, yeah, you haven't gotten it yet because I haven't even started to set it. Yeah. I realize it's in two days. Believe me, there's not, there's no one is more aware of that than I am right now. But if you want your kidneys to hurt all day and all night and your head to hurt all day and all night and your body to just like swing rapidly between being too hot and too cold all day and all night and lose all feeling in your fingers and toes because you're sitting on the sofa trying to make this shit work that will never work. Good luck. Fucking I'll quit today. I don't want to do this. Yeah, it sucks. I don't want to fucking do this anymore. I didn't want to do it when I started. I, I don't want to do it now. I got fucking people whose electricity is off, and it's my fault. Cell phone bill's not... Cell phone bill got canceled, and it's my fault. Because I can't get them paid in time. Like, what do you do with that information? I don't know. You know, and then at the same time, you have people that are like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can definitely do that. No problem. And then, like, an hour later, oh, actually... Uh, I double booked myself that day, so I can't actually do that that day. Like, well, why don't you tell the other people that you can't do it? Hmm? <laughs> Fuck them. <sighs> oh, yeah, I can't. I got to go get my taxes done. Like, you just, just use TurboTax. Do, do them at home like every other person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just too tired to to, like, give a shit about any of this anymore. Like, why is this my problem? Because I was the I was the only one. I mean, it's like that thing in the military, right? Where they're like, "Yeah, we're at, asking for volunteers," and everybody takes one step back. And yeah. you're the only dipshit that didn't move. <laughs> like, <clears throat> what do I care? I mean, I'll find work. Evidently, I'm good at what I do. Yeah. So if this thing goes under, like, I'll just go fucking find someone else to work for. I I don't need this aggravation anymore. Uh, uh yeah. We got together for movie night for the first time in a couple weeks. That was fun. Yeah. 
Went out and had some uh, expensive steaks. Oh, yeah. They were good, and though. Some good fucking steaks. Yeah. Out at, uh, we went to this roadhouse that's out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, it's a dive, dive as dive. Yeah. And that was what made it great because, you know, there's like a guy up there playing guitar and singing songs. Uh-huh. And, you know, they had a pool table and there's a bar and they had uh, market priced ribeye steaks. The last time I went there was it was for my birthday in 2021. Mm hmm. And uh, I had the ribeye, and it was like twenty four dollars for the ribeye. Yeah, which is you know, was, I, you know, not, plus plus you know, like fries and salad. Yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a decent price. It's a pretty good price. And then I'd say that's pre- that's average. I would pretty say pretty average price. Uh, that's about what you pay at, at a Longhorn. Well, or an this is this is a big ass steak too. That's we, true. Yeah. So. Yeah, so then we went, and it was $40 is now the market price yes. for meat. And uh, I don't know what could... I guess the war with Ukraine made all that probably, happen. Probably, yeah. yeah. And that's... I saw this really interesting poll this week, and it was like a survey of people, and it compared their reaction to the Ukraine stuff mm-hmm. to their reaction to the China virus stuff. Yeah. And it was like, it was like, do you think that we should be more interventionist on... Um, in the Ukraine thing, and it's like, and then it was, how many boosters do you have? Oh, three sure. boosters, and it was uh-huh. like eighty percent. We need to get up in there to yeah. clear no fly yeah. zone. Two boosters, and it just went down until no boosters was seemed like a pretty average spread of opinion. But uh, so I guess the the propaganda machine is in like it works. Yeah, and they they've got that fucker nailed down. Yep. They will make you think whatever they want you to think about. It's amazing. It's amazing <laughs> that the amount of like. Just think about all the stuff that had to be like slowly built up over time and really a lot of in our lifetimes to create this machine where they can just click, hit a couple of buttons and now you think a thing. Yes. Like imagine having that power, right? Imagine being able to just snap your fingers and suddenly everyone thinks Picard sucks. (laughs) Well, I know a couple of guys in uh, Milwaukee. Yeah. That would that, uh, have would have that power. <laughs> no, that if if I had that power, mm-hmm. I could get to the stop fucking putting out episodes of something. Or they did they do another review of Picard, yeah. a second yeah. one. Yeah, I'll actually watch theirs because they sure. Cause that's the, the only way I'm going to watch any of that show. I watch their their stuff because they actually review something where they yeah. talk about like the parts as opposed to just going through and listing off what happened and then telling you why. They, like yeah. the nerdrotic guys. They they're just they're doing these episode by episode watch things and I just I see the video headlines on uh on YouTube and I'm just like get a life. I would rather like be watching a review and be lost as to like oh when did that when did that happen in happen? the story? Yeah. yeah. Then just to know what is ex- everything that is going on um and that's it. Because because yeah. then because then you should just, you should just watch it. just watch the movie exactly because you're watching a 35 minute review anyways. Some of these reviews are even longer. It'll be like an hour and a half long review. And he, the critical drinker is he's he he does the stuff where he'll like recap the whole plot kind of beat by beat, but he does it in about two minutes, and then he gets into the breakdown. And I understand why he does that because he you know he wants you to have kind of a context for the sure. greater discussion. But to me, a movie review is at its it in its purest form goes back to the days of like Rod Siskel and Ebert and Ebert and Roper and all that, where they would review a film. They give you like a stinger, almost a tagline. 
and then show a clip and you go, oh, I want to see that. Yeah. Like Rhinestone is a movie about a cab driver down out on his luck who teams up with a country music singer from the city. She takes him back to Tennessee and teaches him how to be a country music singing sensation. Uh, you should go see it. And then we play yeah. this clip where Sylvester Sloan sings Drinkenstein. And you're like, <laughs> I got to go see this movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, doesn't, doesn't tell you, I don't need to get into all the characters nope. or like what all the plot beats are. Yeah. It's, I watched Tootsie. I did the Broadway show of Tootsie. Yep. So I watched the movie of Tootsie and it's amazing how much stuff carried over. It's also amazing. Like, Walking into Tootsie, having never seen the film, I knew exactly what the story was going to be because it's such a cliche at this point. It makes you wonder, like, why the fuck he was even made. But the movie is so much better handled because it has like a good progression of time Uh and progression of character, Character, and uh, it's more believable because she stars on a or she's she's a guest act on a soap opera. Right? Oh, okay. In the musical, she's on Broadway. Yes. And do you know how many people know about people on Broadway? Basically, no one. Only people that go to every Broadway show. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas, like, the thing that made uh, Dorothy Michaels popular in the film is that she's like an every woman, and the women watching uh, the soap operas mm. at home are kind of see themselves in her character yes. and that's what they respond to. And, you know, soap operas air every day, five days a week <laughs> with no reruns. Yeah. So I, I would give the movie like three and a half stars, mm-hmm. give the play one star below zero. Cause yeah. it's fucking terrible. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was fun. Do you have any, you have any specific issues this week, Tim? I do have one, very specific issue. Uh, and here's what I don't get. This is probably the one the one thing mankind has created. Mm-hmm. Definitely creation of mankind. Not possible without not possible without mankind. Uh unless you're talking about the, in the abstract. Um uh I'm talking worse than like the nuclear bomb. Worse than uh mustard gas. Okay. Uh Worse than, uh, you know, a, a jar full of razor wire and salt. Okay. Talking about balloons. Oh. <laughs> Not balloons, a fan of the balloons. Balloons are the most, uh, like, they're proof of mankind's hubris. <laughs> they're they're okay. absolutely not needed in society. There's, there is not... You can you can you name one reason for a balloon to exist that would like actually do something uh, other than just like set dressing? Well, uh, you can make a case for weather balloons, yeah, or like a like a medical balloon. I'm sure there's. I was gonna say I'm sure there's some kind of medical balloon they use to like block off your urethra or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But outside of those very unique niche cases where the balloon gets used for something mm-hmm. and then is not a balloon anymore uh, or is used again, right? The, those balloons are not really balloons. I don't think pers- they're really used again. They're sticking a balloon in your urethra. <laughs> you're going to want a new one. <laughs> it's my urethra. My right. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Welcome to Discounts to Hospitals. You can get a new <laughs> urethra balloon for $335 a day or... We can give you a gently used balloon for $128 a day. 
<laughs> Amazon factory refurbished. Yes, professionally refurbished. Uh, and for another $35, we'll have a guy come <laughs> and install it for you. For an extra $35, we'll have it cleaned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, but outside of those, useless. balloons are absolutely useless. The world would be better off without them. So you didn't have schmucks uh, having to blow them up for... For, for a balloon drop, which serves no reason. Hey, you won $10,000 on AFV. Look at all these balloons. Isn't that neat? Nah, someone's going to have to sweep these up later. Yep. Yeah. And some also some guy also had to spend, had to sit there in a chair and blow those up all day. Yeah. What a tremendous waste of money. God. Like, yeah, you just spent like $500 to have these balloons filled. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah, I, uh. I used to work at a party supply store and we did balloons a lot. You know, we had uh-huh. these just rows of bins of different colored balloons. People would go in there and pick them all up and they'd be like, yeah, I want this balloon assortment. And you'd fill them up with helium and you tie them off and then you give them these balloons. And, um, and then we'd also, you know, people would call ahead and order something like, oh yeah, can I have uh two dozen pink balloons for the, my, my, uh, sister-in-law's baby shower. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. And you, you put all put that order together. So it was ready when they got there. And then, you know, it'd be like, oh, five o'clock, you're supposed to be here for those balloons. Six o'clock, you're supposed to be here for those balloons. Nine, nine o'clock, time to close. Guess we're popping all these balloons. <laughs> uh, and that was, you know, that was life, basically. And, oh, God, I hated, because we had to tie them and string them. So I ended up oh, coming yeah. up with this method of tying a balloon where I tie, it and tie the balloon in a knot over my two fingers. With a string? And then I pull the string through and and... I pull a loop through the string through that knot. And then I take the little tail and cinch that through. And oh, so yeah, basically sure. in one motion, I could tie a balloon and a knot in the string and then just cut them off mm-hmm. and zip the little thing, the, the tail. So it'd be curly. I've blown up so many balloons. Trucking and tucking and I made a, a balloon arch once. Yeah. That was a fucking ordeal. Cause uh, you take the, a piece of, monofilament mm-hmm. fishing line stretch it across your work area and you fill the middle one you can fill the bottom ones with just regular air but you have to fill the like majority of them with helium mm-hmm. so it starts fighting you after a little while so uh, of course you tie, take two balloons you tie them together on the monofilament and then you take another two balloons and you tie them together on the monofilament and then you twist the two pairs so that they form a square and over time you like add a add a twist of color and you put it in somewhere and it's like, wow, look at this cool balloon arch that'll be here for this evening's event. And then it's gone. It's one of the only good reasons I think I see about uh, like helium prices have gone through the roof in the last five to 10 years. It, why? Because uh, it's hard to get. You can't like huh. manufacture helium and helium is used in lots of stuff. So balloons have become far less common. That's why the mylar ones are becoming more common because mm-hmm. they last longer as opposed to your latex balloons, which only last for like a day. Unless you get That's that, weird. Unless you get that high float stuff in it, which is just like a, you put this liquid inside the balloon and smear it around and you blow it up and it dries on the inside and it, it creates a less permeable membrane between the latex and the, and the helium inside. So they'll float for longer. Oh, I did not. I did not know that. Yeah, I know thing. way too much about balloons. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite things to do with balloons, though, was to get the big three foot balloons, fill those fuckers up, and then like tie a uh, what are the 
the little banners that have all the little chevrons that come off of them. You know what I'm talking about? Tie those to them and let them go flying way up in the sky. Oh, uh, sure. I, yeah. The, the, all the flags on them. Yeah. I, you know what I hate is the, the depiction of a child, like going to a balloon cart and being like, I want a balloon, please. Yeah. And walking around with a balloon. What kind of like absent-minded like crow magnet kids what's the other thing like you get a kid a balloon you're you're gonna be having to take care of that balloon later oh yeah of course because you you tie it onto them and then they're you know it ends up well the other thing that i about balloons is like there's all the sounds people hate the sounds they make like you see rubbing balloons together and mm-hmm. have you ever driven with balloons in the car yes ah oh, that's a, such they, a pain they, in the they, ass they, they don't they don't respond to the laws of physics. No, they do respond to the laws of physics. It's just that the laws of physics behave differently than what you think they are. Yeah. Because if you're in a car and you drive forward, in your mind, the balloon should go backward, right? Yes. The way your head is pulled backward. Uh-huh. But the balloon actually goes forward because all the air in the car sloshes to the back and the higher density air makes the balloon push forward. So you have you put balloons in the back seat and suddenly they're in the fucking front seat while you're trying to drive home with your little balloon mess and they leave like the latex everywhere no fucking kidding i came home the other day i sit down my cat's like chewing on something what are you chewing on he's got a fucking balloon that was my sister left on the floor for some reason like why are there balloons on the floor i didn't know we left them in there what do you (laughs) what the hell is wrong with you (sighs) your cat lives here too yeah uh yeah balloons are basically like They've got it. It's got to end. Have you ever wanted a balloon? No. Like even the Mylar ones that look like Spider-Man with his, where you tie the rope onto his his wiener. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, they look, I mean, you, you you can look at it once and be like, oh, that's a cool looking balloon. Anyways. Yeah. Like, uh, Brian Regan has the joke about the balloons and car dealerships and I've never understood that. Oh, the wacky inflatable. No, no, no. When they used, they used to just tie like regular helium balloons onto the antennas of cars oh, yeah. in the lot. And so you'd be driving by and all these balloons would be blown around in the wind. And like, that was a marketing strategy <laughs> and, I, and it has to be a marketing strategy. Cause now they do these plastic rods that slide over the antennas and they have a, an air filled balloon that mm-hmm. is like reusable huh. and, and the wacky waving inflatable and the, yeah, those, the, they're called sky dancers is the technical term for them. Yeah. Um, uh, I it's 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 weird. It's it's like it. They're they're appealing because because the I think of two you get two two reasons to have a balloon, right? Marketing, and then children. And I think yeah. all it is is literally the most is is appealing to the most lizard brain part of a human, which is ooh something moved. Yeah, right. Like like when a dog goes oh squirrel. What about what about this? Do you remember you used to play the game, right? Where you take a balloon, you throw it out, and then you have to like keep the balloon from oh, touching the course. ground. Yeah. What about that? What about it? Well, you know, you're saying there was no reason for a balloon. <laughs> what are you going to play that game with? A basketball? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, man, what's a fun game? Sure. A fun time waster. No one plays that when they when they have something oh, better to do. I guarantee you there's probably some like NCAA 
<laughs> balloon high juggle. competition uh, balloon uh, bounce. Balloon bounce. Yeah, yeah. like it, and now the Syracuse Titans are going up against <laughs> the New Orleans Britbongs. It's it's on ESPN eleven. Not even worth the ESPN eight. The Ocho. They're going to be going out there, diving, trying to keep the balloon off the ground. There's like specific rules about when you can move. Like a professional tag. Yes, like professional tag or ultimate Frisbee, which is just football with a Frisbee. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. That I, I, that game's out there. It's a, I'm going <laughs> to become a commentator for that. Yeah. It's got to be a lot more fun than this. Uh, balloons, man. Yeah, when I put you in the department you were in, I was thinking it was going to be like, uh, go do this thing. Uh-huh. And then it was they were like, yeah, you just you're going to be blowing up balloons all day. <laughs> Why don't you make that department called balloons? Balloons. Then? I mean, the guy. I mean, from what I could tell, like that was his thing was inflatables. Like that was his. Department. Oh yeah, they had a ton of inflatable stuff. Well, that yeah. was the the star of the show was inflatable too. Really. I, I assume so. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't see any of it. Uh, I also did not, did not see any of it. Yeah, you didn't miss anything. <sighs> of the two shows, like I thought that one was bad. Of the two shows, that one was really not that bad. No. No. All things considered. Uh, and I'm kind of a pessimist when it comes to that. Well, uh, here's my don't get. Here's what I don't get. The uh, clinging on of late night. Mm -hmm. We were talking about this earlier, and I don't understand why the late night, you know, late night used to be, you know, Johnny Carson launched it, I, I think, in the 60s and 70s. Uh, it was, um, there was a guy before him, Steve, Steve something. Steve Irwin? No. Uh, anyway, Johnny Carson, like, he made The Tonight Show his his thing. Yeah. And, uh it was something, you know, that was when there were five TV channels and the news came on and yep. it was like, oh, look, here's a, here's a show with some interviews and it's kind of funny. It's like, it's basically daytime television, but at night. Yeah. So it can be a little and more. And we did have the 24 hour, um, like tabloid cycle. Yes. Media cycle. So, uh, like that was your only chance outside of, um, seeing Maureen O'Hara in a movie to see her, you know. Talk about something. Talk about something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, and what was the Merv Griffin? He had he had a show like that. Yeah, and Merv so, Griffin's Crosswords. What? Yeah. Anyway, Jeopardy. So, oh, <laughs> so, but it was it was a phenomenon of its time. And then in the nineties, was it? It was the eighties that Carson left. Late eighties. Yeah. And Jay Leno took the Tonight Show, and David Letterman was in the running, mm. so he he started late night or yeah. The Late Show. The Late Show. Over at CBS. And then they, like, ABC wanted to get in on it, so they launched whatever the show that Jimmy Kimmel does is. Mm -hmm. And then there was, like, this heyday kind of resurgence where you had all these different late-night shows, Leno and Conan and uh, David Letterman and Craig Ferguson. Yep. Carson Daly had a show. And there was just... You know, there's a lot of late night shows. Yeah, to watch. late 90s, early 2000s. And yeah. there, there was a little competition between them. And to me, it felt like you, whatever late night show you watched, unless you were really into a host or the co or comedy for some reason, you just watched whichever one was on the news channel you watched. Yeah, like oh yeah, we watch Channel Two because they're the they're the ones that don't lie. So mm -hmm. we watched NBC. So we watched 
Jay Leno. Um, or, you know, we watch the Lori Fulbright, who's a big fat cunt. And so we watch David Letterman. And or like I would catch I would watch Leno or I would have Leno on mm-hmm. because I wanted to watch Conan. Yes. That was the only reason why I really watched Leno because yeah. I was I, Conan interested me. I didn't yes. like Craig Ferguson. Didn't really care for Carson Daly. Didn't David Letterman's meh. Yep. Leno had good jokes every now and again. And he was in that great movie with Pat Morita. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Conan was the show that I responded to. And then, so then there was the like changing of the guard and Leno left and Conan took over and then Conan left and uh, Jimmy Fallon took over, mm-hmm. who is just a wet sponge of uninteresting. Yeah. And then David Letterman left and he, and Stephen Colbert took over his, his show and they're like still trying to create it like it's the heyday, but now the internet exists. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, there are so many people that just don't watch the local news because seriously, who the fuck cares? <laughs> like think about your market and unless you're in LA or New York, uh, your market is not big enough to generate hours and hours of news content. No. Like there's a news channel here in Tulsa that does somewhere around 14 hours of news content a day. Hmm. And it fucking stumps me as to what could possibly be newsworthy for 14 hours a day in Tulsa, a metro area with about a million people. (laughs) Like, well, and then, you know, you watch the news and maybe half the stuff happens in the metro area. Yeah. They're reporting news from around the world or news from Oklahoma city. Yeah. Regional news. Even further away from that, but still in Oklahoma, you know? Yeah. Who could possibly give a shit? And to have, Four news stations worth. Yeah, that's Four the other thing. Entire news stations worth. Because Fox twenty three does is they're the ones that have the fourteen hours of news a day. Really? And yeah, yeah, because they do like five hours in the morning. They do an hour at lunch. They do an hour at five. They do, uh, an hour at nine, and then they do a half hour at ten. Uh-huh. And so they just have an obscene amount of news that they're putting yeah. out. I, I do, and then, yeah, then there are four news channels that are all doing morning shows and lunchtime shows and a uh-huh. five o'clock news and a six o'clock news and a, a 10 o'clock news. And, and then I think like channel six does a nine o'clock news on another channel. Oh yeah. They have a second channel. Yeah. Plus we have that does the reruns when it's not live. Yeah. Plus we have, uh, well, the, no, no, they have that rerun channel, but they also do on the WB um, oh, that's there. They have three channels. Yeah, they have three channels. That's right. They, they're on because they're on the WB and they do yes. like a nine o'clock news on the CW or some uh-huh. stupid shit. And and yeah, there's just not enough news in town, and it all sucks. <laughs> yeah. So I'd much rather just watch Netflix. And Netflix has tried to do the late night thing. Hulu tried to do it mm-hmm. with that that Indian woman. Yeah. You remember what I'm talking about? I do. There were all the commercials the, and none of the jokes landed. No. Yeah. And then you just never heard anything about it again. One season or something. People yeah. don't tune into late night. No. It's not like a You stumble upon it. You you are just you just end up there because yeah. nothing else is on. But now everything is else is on. Like I can just watch Star Trek anytime I want. I can yep. go watch twenty four anytime I want. And that's just going by the DVDs that I have at my house. Like if I go and in, out into the internet, it's like, oh yeah, you can watch Batman or Letterkenny or whatever is going on and that's the news now but we 
so there's no transition where you go like, I'm going to go watch late night and I late night just doesn't have the, it's like, it's such a dead format. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If I want to watch an interview with, you know, uh, some star like Daniel Radcliffe, I want to hear him talk about his new movie is weird Al Yankovic. Mm-hmm. I just go into YouTube and go like weird Daniel Radcliffe, weird Al. And I can look at clips of all the interviews of all the different shows. And I don't have to watch the interview before that with like Axl Rose or the <laughs> musical guests that I don't give a yeah, shit about, yeah. nor do I have to hear a monologue of, of current events, current event jokes that I don't care yeah. that aren't that funny. So like, and if I want to see a monologue of current event, stuff like that, I can go find a podcaster that mm-hmm. does a daily Leno style monologue, you know, the boys cast Ryan long, he's telling jokes at the, during his shows and they're fucking funny as shit. And they're, they're current and topical and all that. If I want that type of content, I can go get that type of content. If I want the interviews, I can go get that type of content. If I want to see a like the musical artist thing, there were, there are musical artists that I was introduced to by watching late night, but like you, Spotify is doing that too. Pandora just go was, play like, go find a genre you like and hit play yep, and yep. hit shuffle and then start looking at the names. So, the fact that those shows still exist in this this day and age is, and the fact that they're trying to take that old format into new media that's really astounding. Yeah, like YouTube was taught the the biggest problem in the universe yep. live show that was YouTube's. They thought that they were going to take their that show. They had this that, that was the pilot program was to take some of these shows and turn them into like a late night show. And so mm-hmm. you, can you imagine the, like this, this format, but as a late <laughs> night show, you bring on guests, they bring in a problem. Your hosts bring in a problem. There's like a monologue at the beginning. Like it's no, I, nobody wants to watch that. Yeah. We just, we want to watch the content. We want to watch not for an hour and not for an hour. Yeah. That's the other thing is there's, there's so long. Yep. Um, I, I even like what well, Craig Ferguson was 30 minutes, right? I uh, know. I think he's wasn't a full that, hour. Wasn't it an yeah. hour? Huh. I, I thought there might have been a couple that I were think, just 30 minutes. I think minutes. The, the Daily, Carson Daly show was only 30 minutes. Yeah, but he also did a lot more. Um, he didn't have a studio, per se. Like, no, there was he, no live audience. Oh, yeah. You know I, th- what I, mean? I think you know it was what just I mean? an interview. It was just interviews in a like underground subway tunnel or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then they would cut to a performance in a warehouse. Uh, I really thought that when uh, all the stuff shut down, like television stopped getting produced with the lockdowns, I thought that was going to be it. Like no more, no more daily shows. Yep. Cause like the only, re- the only reason why those jokes are funny is because you have an audience that is primed to laugh. Mm-hmm. And so me at home, they hear them laugh. I'm like, Oh, this is supposed to be funny. It is kind of humorous. I could laugh. I could chuckle. I got a sensible chuckle yeah. to myself. Um, I don't know. I don't know how many more years they can keep it, keep it going. Although with YouTube going the way it is where YouTube has just bleached all of the interestingness out of, uh, small media. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I look at these YouTube channels and they're like, yeah, they're doing great numbers, but as they start to work towards making the algorithm work yeah. for them, yep. the channels lose any of the charisma that made them, yep what you wanted to because watch. Because they're slaves to the algorithm. Because yeah. if, if they don't... They'll just disappear. They disappear. And even to the people that click the bell icon and the alerts and, you know, have that saved in the bookmarks bar on the top of their thing, uh, the, the, that will be... 
that will be on there, but it's just not going to work out like that. Yeah. So it's just going to this like bleached oneness of listicles and like shitty reviews of video mm-hmm. games and things. Yeah. Like, oh, here's my review of Mario Kart's new levels that came out. There are levels in Mario Kart. <laughs> now here, let me play a bunch of clips and let me tell yeah. you this this. Today's episode is brought to you by Skillshare. Or Raycon. Visit Skillshare.com forward slash video game review guy. and get- Or in this nine minute video, here's two minutes of me talking about Raid Shadow Legends. Ugh. Yeah. And that's why that content is bad. I wonder if you'll that'll be a thing. Like in another few years, they'll bring some YouTuber in to be the host of a late night show. Oh, absolutely. Who do you think it'll be? Uh, what? So I, I think they're probably past their prime now, but there was, it's the two guys that have like a daily show on I, YouTube on YouTube. Yeah. And it's probably 12, 15 minutes a day, Monday through Friday. And they like eat weird shit. And you're talking about the Nick avocado guy. No, uh, it was a do du- it's a do du- it was a duo. And I think they, I think they eventually popped up on like Jimmy Fallon or something a couple of times, like almost as a backdoor pilot kind of thing. Uh. They're really they, um, what's the, what are their names? Oh, um, Rhett and Link. Never heard of them. No, it's uh, I, I, I that's not what like it goes. That's not what their channel name is, right? Yeah. Um, but I think they're. I mean, they're all they're kind of older now because they've been doing this shit for. 10 years at least plus on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I think they'd pick someone hotter and hot, you know, as in someone more current. Like a Yeah. <laughs> oh, Hmm. A Twitch streamer. A Twitch streamer might be one. Twitch is somewhere where I think you could almost, I think relaunch you, you, you can relaunch night. the late night thing. Cause I think I'm, cause they've done, vaguely similar i know like the big channels have done vaguely similar things yeah well and a lot of these streamers like they really work on uh time schedule like yes m- even maddox you know monday is is ox mad monday and wednesdays is banana docs and then sometimes he streams on friday and he like streams in the specific window yeah so if you were if you were able to like game the algorithm or get get enough you uh twitch streamers on board right mm-hmm. it was like Okay, your stream's going to end at 10 o'clock, and then you're just going to auto-host my stream, and my stream is, you know, I do 10 minutes of jokes, Mm -hmm. I have three guests on, and then we, like, do a musical performance. Like, that's a late-night show. Well, and then all you have to do is, uh, like, whatever big, like, you know, because all the big guys are under some media conglomerate. And just get that media conglomerate to host your thing? Yeah, yeah, have, yeah, you go, so you go to, uh... Let, let's just say it's Screen on the wave. let's say it's on the official Twitch channel. Yeah, right. So you go to the the you know Twitch TV slash Twitch official, and they're just re it's it's they have a banner that's like oh it's Friday night late night, uh, starts at eight p.m. and you know eight p.m. they host whoever it is. Yep, that'd be another way to do it. I could see that the I could see that format w- being reborn and and it, and yeah. it may be working if if it was things that were more interesting than just celebrity gossip. Sure, but. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird, it's weird, like, when, every so often you'll be, like, browsing the internet and someone will post a joke from Stephen Colbert's mm-hmm. monologue, and you're like, wow, this is, this is criminally unfunny, and I had no idea he was still on the air. Yeah. But I had no idea any of this was still on the air. 
You got any news for us today, Tim? Uh, I do. Well, that means it's time for... This episode is brought to you in part by... The Ricada News Network. Definitely not fake news. Uh, a couple of these uh, come from our news correspondent, Dad Cucks. Yeah. Uh, in, uh, I believe this is this is in Washington. Let's see. No. Uh... This is see, this is from this is uh from the Washington area. Um Edmonds in Edmonds a 20-year-old woman was killed Saturday morning on Interstate 5 uh when her vehicle struck a mattress on the freeway. Holy shit. Swerved then was hit by a semi truck. Oh my god. This lady's having terrible luck. Uh Yeah, so um the the state patrol received a call at six in the about six in the morning uh, about a truck losing a mattress in the roadway, uh, and the truck had pulled over, and I, I think was attempting to retrieve the mattress mm-hmm. uh, when this lady hit it. But like, how often have you seen a mattress tied to the top of a it's so poorly. a car so poorly? Yeah, if you if you're driving with a mattress tied to your roof. Don't get on the highway. Yeah. <laughs> you always see them and like the front edge is all bent up from yep. the wind resistance and it's got to be like shaking the car and making all <laughs> it, kinds of noise. Yeah, making you drift. You dipshits. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to haul a mattress, it needs to either be inside a truck mm-hmm. or on a trailer or on the back of a pickup truck where it can be laid completely flat and strapped down. Yeah. Because I've done that. You sure, know. sure. Uh, I think when I moved the last time we had- It's like the perfect size for it. Trucking and tuckins. uh the bed of his truck was mm-hmm. piled up like the Beverly Hillbillies. Like yeah. it was, it was three <laughs> feet above the top of the roof of the yes. truck, and but it was it was strapped down like an MFR. Like yeah. that, nothing in that truck was going anywhere because we had like a full set of shelves, wire rack shelves that we just sat on top and ran the strap through the middle of. I think it was like, I think it was a bunch of stuff, and then the mattress, and then the mattress the mattress sta- uh, lift mm-hmm. and then this full rack of wire shelves that yeah and it yeah. was all just strapped down and really cranked down nothing moved on that nope. whole trip but even even if even if it was going to we weren't on the highway yeah he didn't take the highway on didn't that. take the highway took it slow slower than you than would you would do. if you were yeah. driving an empty truck yeah yeah just common sense yeah have some fucking sense people yeah. holy shit i hate yeah, I see it all the time, and I always, I always love watching the monthly compilations of Australian dash cam videos. And there's one at least in every, every month. There's at least one of uh, something on a truck, just you know, whether it's a ladder or like some wood, some sheets of wood or you know, whatever it is, just falling off of a truck and, and just getting obliterated. Ab- yeah, yeah. And in just a explosion of splinters and broken <laughs> dreams. Uh well, uh, our next news story is from uh, the depths of the internet. I say, I say depths are really the surface. Uh, we're talking about how, how Twitch is, might be viable for a reboot of uh, late, night, late night. Well, um, Instagram might be like the perfect uh, reboot spot for uh, like hostage videos <laughs> because uh, a 22-year-old woman appeared in Manhattan's criminal court on attempted murder charges after she allegedly kidnapped her Instagram date uh, for 24 hours and tortured him while demanding a $100,000 ransom from his family. 
Holy shit. Uh, this bitch is crazy. Yep. Uh, she met her victim on Instagram. They agreed to meet at her apartment. Uh, shortly after his arrival, her and some accomplices began to torture him for several hours by taping his mouth. They placed him in a bathtub, pouring flammable substances on him and burned him with a flame. Uh, he was also struck with a knife around his legs, back and body. And of course they also, uh, Demanded a hundred thousand dollar ransom from his family within twenty four hours, including video calls. Um, and they posted all this to Instagram. Uh, th- this is where this is where she found she found her victim. Oh, was on, on Instagram. Um, police uh, later found the male victim in the back of a van, along with uh, one of the accomplices who was sitting in the vehicle with a knife watching him. Uh, he was barely breathing, unconscious, wrapped in a blanket with tape covering his mouth. Uh, the courts, the court heard this. Is what, what the court has heard is that the victim was targeted because they wanted to scam him for money after seeing his Instagram account where he flashed his wealth. Oh, never flashed your wealth. Nope, never, never. These kids, though, man. No, they don't. They don't learn. Nope. Gotta get rid of all that shit on the internet, man. Yeah. You pretend you're broke. I'm dead <laughs> ass broke. Uh, well, we've got one last news story. Um, a rampaging camel that got loose at a petting zoo last week charged and killed two people before he was put down by authorities. Holy shit. Uh, where would you assume this? This story happened? Yeah. Florida. <laughs> you would assume wrongly. Uh, no, this that's just took place in Tennessee. Oh, oh. the Florida of the uh, South. The Florida, yeah. Um, the Florida of the Midwest. Sure. Uh, the incident took place near Shirley Farms, uh, Tennessee. Shirley, you can't be serious. Yes. Uh, yeah, it was a featured animal at this petting zoo. Uh, the police got a call said that the, the loose camel was demonstrating aggressive behavior. <laughs> uh, just, just it. You could just leave it at a loose camel. There's a loose camel. <laughs> There's, a loose camel. There's not supposed to be a camel here. <laughs> Somebody needs to come figure that shit out yeah. right away. <laughs> uh, yeah. The uh, the they showed up and they found two two men lying on the ground, seemingly unconscious. Well, with the camel still on the loose, the camel then proceeded to attack a sheriff's office, sheriff's office vehicle, and started moving towards deputies who were rendering aid to one of the Holy victims. Holy shit! I'm totally on the side of the camel now. Um, it was at this time that the officers had to put the camel down for the safety of everyone on the scene. The sheriff's office said in a release. Mm. Camel lives matter, Tim. I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. They sprinkle some crack on him too. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Speaking of cops and killing cops, uh-huh. I watched Twenty One Bridges. Oh yeah, with uh, it was on it's on Netflix. It has uh, Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. and also uh, the guy who plays J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, uh, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Yeah, and uh, it was pretty all right. Yeah. It also has the guy that played Gambit in the Wolverine movie, Taylor Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch. Um, they really tried to make him they go really, places. Yeah, well, he's he's a secondary character at best in this one. Yeah, um, it usually ends up happening. He 
it's it's an interesting movie. It's kind of predictable. And at the beginning of the movie, four cops get killed, and then like three more get killed. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and I was just like, yeah, but is this really all that bad? <laughs> like, I know I'm supposed to root for the cops, but I mean, yeah, like that, that, that movie could have come out. Well, I think it did come out. It came out. A, it came out like right after Endgame. Because I remember seeing the trailers not when Endgame came out. Yeah, it came out like a year to... I, I, I guess it came out at the right time, I guess, then. Yeah, and a, a year later, and it would not have done well. No, no. Um, but I don't know. If you're interested, if you like like action movies with kind of a, like a, the... It, they do a really good job of... So Chadwick Boseman's a detective, and he's trying to hunt down the guys that killed these cops. And they do a really good job of like the plot progressing as he gets evidence and solves oh, wow. issues. Wow, I know. Plot progression. It's fucking wild the fucking way it works. Crazy. Julian Bashir's in it briefly. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um yeah, so uh check it out. It's on Netflix. It was it was it's a Netflix, definitely a Netflix worth watching movie. And when I saw the trailers I thought maybe this might be interesting, but yeah. I'm not gonna go to a theater to sure, see sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, glad I watched it on yeah. Netflix. I watched something on Netflix. Uh I watched Archive eighty one. Yeah. Um, Is that a new series from them? Yeah, it's a new. It's a. It came out earlier this year. Um, it's based on a podcast, but one of those like storytelling podcasts, uh, which is weird because it gets meta in the fact that like the main character's best friend is a storytelling podcast host. Mm. Um, I finished it, which is should should you know if you for people that know. I, I will I will drop something like it's hot. Yeah. I dropped a I dropped a series that I already liked earlier uh like last week. Upload on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I binged season one. I like I I really liked it. It's it was in the vein of like um The Good Place, Parks and Rec. I think it's the same creator. Um oh. it's about a guy that dies in the future where your digital self gets uploaded to like uh the metaverse. The metaverse essentially, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you've got a human like angel mm-hmm. uh, operator thing, and it was a great thirty minute comedy, you know, like twelve episodes on Amazon. But the the season two took a year and a half to come out, and comedy with long form plot does not work. No, it doesn't. So I started season so I started season two episode one, and I finished it, and I was like, yeah, I'm just not going to watch it. Fair point. Co- long form comedy does not work. No. I'm trying to think of this. Yeah, no. There's, I mean, there, we have three-hour action epic movies. We have three-hour, you know, uh, drama movies. We have three-hour uh, um, all the different musicals. Types of all the different types, except for comedies. There's no fucking three-hour comedy movies out yeah, there. Yeah, comedy movies are perfect at ninety minutes. And even yes. if you when, if you really watch a comedy movie, you usually you can shave off when you get to Act Three. The jokes stop. The jokes stop because they have to wrap up the plot. Yes. So like there'll be a it's like Ghostbusters right Ghostbusters the open the first half of Ghostbusters is pretty funny mm-hmm. you know all the little jokes and one liners but, but then they have to they have to, have to fight they have to fight ghosts yeah then they actually have to stop Gozer and yeah. it stops being funny uh, and so if you're trying to do that in a series it just is not yeah. gonna work out for you so I finished Archive eighty one it's a uh, it's a horror uh, series the. The premise is really what got me in uh, from the preview. It's a guy that um, he 
like refurbishes and digitizes old tape media mm-hmm. um, and gets a very secretive job offer um, in a remote location to digitize these tapes that were in a fire. And of course, there's some spooky shit going on in the tapes that half of it. So half of it, you're watching the guy go crazy as he digitizes these tapes. But half of it, you're watching the tapes. The ta- yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of found footage. Um, and... But they do a decent amount of uh, work to actually make the footage look VHS-ified and not in the shitty way where you just put a filter over it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I... The... The last series that I got into that was good, you know, Reacher, other than that, Letter Kenny did a Women's Day episode and it was fucking terrible. Speaking of long form plot comedy, Mm -hmm. like there's not really a plot happening. It's just a bunch of stuff unfolds. Yeah. But I really felt like the last couple of seasons of Letterkenny have fallen under the weight of their own Mm -hmm. recurring bits. And the last season they had, they kind of ditched all those bits, which I think was for the best. Yeah. But then they did this international women's day episode and it was the antithesis of funny. And it's just very disappointing because, uh, you know, the first like five seasons were fucking A yeah. plus. I wonder, so you, you could probably tell me this. Um, if you think, if you were to sit in the letter, Kenny writing writer's room, uh-huh. um, during season, let's say three, and you were to take an episode and describe its plot. Could you describe that episode? Could you describe that episode's plot without being funny? Uh oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Because I, I think, think about this for episodes. Seinfeld, right? Yeah. When you when you describe a Seinfeld plot, there's a joke. The in plot, the... yeah. There's a joke in, in the plot, yeah. right? Like Arrested Development was that way too. Yeah, or or not even necessarily a joke, but like the plot itself is a humorous setup. Yeah. For more humor. Yeah, like the episode where Jerry starts dating his cleaning lady, and uh-huh. then he's not sure if he's paying for sex or paying for <laughs> yeah. And so Kramer, meanwhile, like, that's, that's essentially a stand-up bit yeah. turned into a plot. Kramer, meanwhile, has is on a long-distance relationship because his girlfriend has moved downtown. Yes, <laughs> and he can't handle it. Uh-huh. I think that's the same episode where Elaine eats the like hundred-year-old cake. Oh yes, yeah. And George is also doing something, uh-huh. or like the episode where, um, or like it was it was the Curb Your Enthusiasm Simon episode. Mm-hmm. George invents the toilet app. Yeah. <laughs> To because he likes to rank the public toilets well, in New York. Like, that's already funny. And that's why the modern Seinfeld account works where people write pitches of Yes. Like I did a modern Seinfeld when the, the pandemic first hit. Mm-hmm. It was like George is trying to get infected so that he can get on his uh get get his company offered time off. Uh-huh. Uh, Jerry isn't in quarantine with his girlfriend and they discover that they can't she has some irritating yes. habit. Uh-huh. Uh, Elaine, Elaine putty doesn't believe that the virus is real. (laughs) Uh, Uh, and, and Kramer is trying to, uh, harvest people's plasma to get money (laughs) to cure, cure the virus. Like that was my modern Seinfeld for 2020. And that's a, that's a a joke. There's a joke. Yeah. yeah, It's a really, really good point. Yeah, because I could describe the International Women's Day. There's a so the International Women's Day episode. This lady walks in, and I'm like, she looks really familiar. I can't figure out where she's from. And then she starts taking her clothes off. She's like, I'm gonna change to something more comfortable because she's wearing like, you know, a pencil skirt, uh-huh. and a blouse, and 
And then she just takes all her clothes off and she's wearing this like sounds terrible a so one far. piece lingerie <laughs> thing and stockings and high heels. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then she puts on like, yeah. <laughs> then she puts on like jeans and a t-shirt and just continues like nothing happened. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then there, she's like, I want you guys to get up here and talk about like what strong women are in your life. And so the, all the guys are there like talking about how great the women in their lives are. Yeah. And then all the women are having this skank off thing where they are trying to be more sleazy than the last one. Okay. So one of them wins. Yeah. It's like a pageant. Yes. And uh, none of them were funny. Like, that's <laughs> not funny. It's not a funny description either. No. Yeah. And then I realized where the chick I recognized her from, she was in a season 24. Ah. Yeah. She was in a season 24, like many years ago. And yes. Not like the reboot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, she was a nothing character in that too. Like anyway, uh, I don't know if I have another issue off the top of my head. You got another issue, Tim? One's been steaming up inside of you. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Uh, here's what I don't get. The Ricketa News Network. Definitely not fake news. Uh, the extravagance of celebrity. Oh yeah. Uh, because when you think of celebrity, like that's, I uh, to me like that is what comes to mind is extravagance. Yes. There are people who are famous. Mm-hmm. You know who. You know won't shy away from a turkey sandwich. You know, if you get my drift. Mm-hmm. But then there's the celebrity and the extravagance that comes with it that's like, oh, I can only have the finest Iberico ham uh, on a freshly baked. I need my my uh, peanut butter stirred. Yes, I need my peanut butter uh, stirred before. Peanut butter stirred yeah. before I get it. And so uh, I got to work. Um, Backstage at Justin Bieber, Bustin Jeeber. Um, boy, how'd and, you get that gig, Tim? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and so this is not his dressing room, which is separate. Yes, he there, it was what they called the wellness room. <laughs> and already by the, I mean, already by the name. So, what it is is that's like a locker room, right. Yeah, it's that's like the locker room for the hockey team. Yeah, when the hockey team plays there, it's connect. It's you know it's connected without a door to the big, you know, giant bathroom shower area, and so they use it as Justin Bieber's wellness room. So there's you know nice curtains pulled up everywhere. He's got a king size bed. They they trucked all this shit in. Yeah, this is not like this, this stuff, stuff doesn't live there. This stuff doesn't live there. What lives in that room usually is like a trash can. Right, yeah, and a bench, and a bench. Um, so nice curtains around everywhere. A king size bed, completely outfitted with sheets and pillows. A massage table with a heated blanket with a top of the line massage machine next to it. Um, he's got a hot tub, as in a whole ass hot tub. Uh, he has an ice bath, um, like a sports kind of thing, and then a portable sauna yeah so he can sweat it out so he can sweat it out so this is this is a person who now you might have a little bit more insight to this tab but um 
working in the big arena shows, the artist usually stays in their tra- their bus slash trailer thing or hotel, comes to the place for sound check. Gets back on their bus. Gets back on their bus, waits until about 10 or 15 minutes before they go on, come, gets driven in. Yeah. Sometimes they walk in with security. Yeah. Uh, and they immediately go backstage and they do their, you know, 10 minute beforehand backstage ritual, go on and then immediately go back to their hotel. Yeah. Some of them, some of them, they'll like come in at sound check time. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they'll go back to the dressing rooms and green room and, and the, hang you know, out, the hangout shower. And yeah, usually at the end of the show, sometimes they'll, sometimes they'll like swing back through the green room and shower mm-hmm. and then they're out to the bus and, and, you know, in their bus bed until yeah. the next stop. And sometimes they, you know, run off, they like Elton John, he has his limo pulls all the way up right up to the edge of the stage. So he walks down the stairs, gets in the door of his limo. The limo drives to the airport. He gets on his private plane. He flies back to New York and goes and sleeps in his own bed Yeah, every fucking night. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's why you pay five hundred dollars for a ticket. Uh, yeah, and some of them, you know, some of the the ones are pretty normal. Like you'll you'll see them walk through after the show, and they'll like wave and say hey to everybody. And sometimes yeah. they're like, "You need to face the wall because God forbid this talent look at you." Yep, that's that's the difference between people that are famous and you know celebrities. Um. So. So yeah, so like like I said, he he's either gonna immediately leave, or like maybe take a shower. Yeah. So. Why does he need a king size bed? Yeah. Why does he need the sauna? Because that was the other thing. Like he didn't arrive. He did was he didn't have a sound check. He just he arrived oh, yeah. about I, I, yeah. during one of the performers, one of the opening acts while they were on stage. He arrived, yeah. went back to the dressing room, put on his little yeah. suit for his dance numbers, and then went on stage, did his show, walked off, walked back. Yeah. The end. Uh. And, you know, I was working with the, the crew that does all this, you know, every time. And they said, uh, he's never used the hot tub. He's never used the sauna. Oh my, really? Cause yeah. that, cause I was talking to one of the house technicians there about getting the hot tub installed. And they're like, they're like, yeah, we don't have the power to do that hot tub. And they're like, well, we have to have it. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it got done, uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm backstage five, you know, during the last song and they said, okay, guys, he's either going to go straight back and we can immediately start working or he, he might use the ice bath. Yeah. So he did. He used the ice bath for five minutes. We had to go into a separate room closed off. Uh, and then as soon as he walked out of that room, we, we were, I had to go clean up his bath water. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty and by good. clean up, I mean, drink grass. <laughs> Uh, I mean, bottle and sell I on have eBay. Three different kinds of herpes now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, I mean, the sauna was built like that was a custom built, you know, hundred thousand dollars portable sauna that he hasn't used. It's ridiculous. What's the point of having all that shit if he's if you're just gonna go? Like, I mean, just going to go get back on your bus or just going to go back on the bus or just only use one of them. If you know, you only use one of them, just put the fucking thing there. See, that's the thing. Like I imagine I, 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 cause I've done a bunch of these, you know, the backstage stuff and I've seen the writers and, and I try to think of like, what, 
what would my writer be, right? If yeah. I somehow became ultra famous. Same. I thought about know, it too. And I'm I'm gonna be what, what what do I want? Like, well, maybe I could see maybe like if I'm going crazy, maybe we tour a sofa so that we have the same like the comfortable same, sofa. Because yes. I'm very particular about sofas. Sure. Tim knows sure. this about me. Yeah. Like my sofas to be very high up off the ground. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe we tour a special sofa that I found that's high up off the ground. And if we're and and you know, maybe then also a TV with you know a, a Roku stick attached so that I can watch TV before yeah. the before or after the show or whatever. Uh I'd probably travel with some kind of bar, you know, like a road case bar. Oh, yes, bar. a road case bar. Yeah, the, but that would just be a road case that opened up, and there'd be mm-hmm. have all your cocktail ingredients. And, and I sure, saw I saw one of those on um, I've, Eric Church. I've seen a bunch of those. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. that come and go. And so, like in the rider, that they'll be, you'll have to purchase stuff for that bar. So yeah. you know, it would always be well stocked, and and that that would be great. Probably stuff like you know, I'd want to have a lot of water. I'm always thirsty. Sure, you know, I've yeah. drank a. It's been an hour and I've consumed 32 ounces of water yeah. during this show. And that was, I finished that water about 10 minutes. Ago. <laughs> uh, and then after that, I'm really kind of stumped as to like what creature comforts I absolutely need to mm. be able to work. It to, it to be like be to get relaxed. And, and it's, it's like they thought about it's, you know, the way it, the way people plan things and the way businesses plan things, you know, like like I've said this before, totally different. Yeah. Right. It's like they planned for any and all of his possible retarded child demands. Yeah. Yeah. And demands. Cause that's the other thing is that, so a lot of times, so like, right. Like me as the, the headliner, I put my stuff in and then, but then Mm -hmm. Tim's also on my tour. So he's going to put his stuff in. So sometimes like you get a lot of weird stuff to cover a lot of weird bases and, and tour managers, the production managers and stage managers and the stage hands, they're all putting stuff into those writers. So it's, you know, it's not all, but when you get to a room like that, like the wellness room that has to have the hot tub and the sauna and the recovery bath and the king size bed, it's just like. This is only for one person. Yep. The 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 hands are not coming into this room and laying down on the bed and taking a nap during no, load in. No. They're not getting into the sauna and sweating it out after the show. Like this is for one psychopath. Yeah. Uh a lamp. I probably want a specific lamp because I hate fluorescent lights. Like this is if I'm going crazy and I'm like, I yeah. wanna I wanna tour the same green room with me over here. Cause really at the end of the day, That's a lot about what I it just is. want a green room that has a sofa and a lamp. And, yeah, and some like, Yeah, that's what I thought. I was, you know, when I thought about it, it's like I think about the green room, right? You know, you know, that's that's what it's where you're gonna you're gonna be spending most of your time in a place mm-hmm. other than the stage. Like I, I would like somewhere to sit down, maybe lay down, so that's a sofa. Yeah. Um I would like something to drink, mm-hmm. whether that be water or, you know, you know, you, I, I, you see on the band, because, like, you know, especially for bands, right? There's five dudes in a band. Yeah. They all want one or two things. Turns out to be five to ten different drinks. Of course. Right? So that's why it's like you need a 12-pack of Coke, a 12-pack of Sprite. You need a 12-pack of root beer. You need a 12-pack of your local beer. You need a 12-pack of a uh, uh, Bud Light. You need yeah a bottle of whiskey, a bottle of this whiskey. You need a bottle of scotch and a bottle of tequila. Yeah, because it's and five it, different guys, and they would just want one drink. Yeah, like I drink, I want Fat Tire, but Tim wants you know something else, or I want Coke Zero, yeah. and Tim wants real Dr Pepper. Suddenly, now we need twelve packs of both of those things. Right, but also on the other hand, it's like 
Couldn't the tour just buy a new 12 pack every couple of days? Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Yeah, I've, I've never got that level of, of hubris and wanting things from people. I remember, yeah. uh, and it, Manhattan Transfer came to town, um, and they're in a small theater. They're playing a theater that seats like 600 people. And That's small. They're yeah. Pl- yeah, they're playing with the with the symphony and they're doing the little thing. And their writer was obscene. And so they left and they one of their things was specifically they wanted a local craft beer. Yeah. It had to be brewed within or yeah, brewed within a certain distance of mm-hmm. the venue. And this was before the big like niche yeah. brewing boom that happened in this now happened in Oklahoma now their liquor laws are less retarded than they were before. And, um, so they ended, I don't remember what they ended up buying, but they drank like three of them. Yeah. There was all this beer left. So we finished their loadout and the stage hands, we just sat in the green room and, drink, and yeah. drank the rest of their beer. We yeah. sat around at all these tables and just shot the shit for like two and a half hours yeah. getting, uh, a nicely buzzed while at work. And it was like, why? And, and it was not just the beer because there was food in there. There was a ton of stuff left. It was a one night show. And it was yeah. like, they had like all this food and these different drinks and all this beer and Fiji water. And it was just mm-hmm. so over the top. And I think that was the first time where I was like really introduced to what was in a writer and yeah. the silly stuff that ended up being in a writer and the fact that those people like demand all that shit. You as the promoter have to provide it yes, or you're in violation of contract. And then they just don't use any of it. Yeah. Um, the hand towels, a lot of times there's a thing on there about hand towels, but of course, you know, they're going to want to wipe their face when they come off stage because yeah. they're sweaty. Yeah. And then they, you know, they can't launder that every time. So if the, the promoter provides it and they're laundering, they can use the same hand towels for sure. multiple shows all in a row. Although I did one time accidentally steal a bunch of their hand towels because nice. they brought the bag of, of clean hand towels into my office and it's in a trash bag, right? Not in like a Tupperware. Uh-huh. And or they, a box labeled just, fresh hand towels. Yeah, they just left it next to my trash can, and I was like, "Are they throwing these towels away? These, you know, there these were, are nice towels. There weren't they? They were like they were black towels that had kind of turned gray because they'd been used uh-huh. many, many times. I was like, "Fuck this! I'll take them home, give them to my dad because he was looking for black hand towels for using on stage." Yeah. And then I realized, I realized the next time that a bag of those showed up, they're like, oh, those are not being thrown away. <laughs> for whatever reason, someone's, someone's cocking the idea of a place to put those until they come get them is in my office. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck tours, man. Especially fuck Justin Bieber. I, they were still giving me shit about the labor bill into Saturday after God. they had already left. Just like, shouldn't you guys be on your way to Atlanta or something? But at that point, they just wanted blood. They were in for blood. Sure, I was, I was fucking done with it. I, uh, they wanted all this stuff changed because they thought that it was too high, and the jokes on them. Like, I pad the shit out of my bills, so even even acquiescing to all your shit, mm-hmm. I was still able to work my stuff around and correct the errors that I inevitably make because I do things with three and a half hours of sleep. <laughs> Uh, cause you know, they, they were like, at one point they were demanding that I remove two riggers from the invoice because they heard two riggers didn't show up. And I was like, yeah, two riggers didn't show up. That's why they're not on the fucking invoice. <laughs> you want me to uh, just go pick two of these guys and just delete their money from them because you have this, I, this thought that one of those people isn't real. Fucking prove it, retard. Uh, fuck them. Uh, yeah, Rhino. Rhino can pay. Like, yeah, you realize that Denver's a bigger market than Tulsa, right? 
uh, whatever. They'll be that, the other thing. The thing that made me feel a lot of people made me feel better that day because um, I was kind of beating myself up, and a lot of them were like people have been in the business a long time, and yeah. but one of them. Uh, she knew my parents when my parents first met and, uh, she's been in, she's been doing the entertainment stuff for a long time. And she, we were talking and she said, you know, Justin Bieber, I've been doing this for 30 years or more. I've done a lot of these different shows. I've dealt a lot of these types of divas. Justin Bieber is, is an asshole. He is the worst of the worst. His crew is always all assholes. And it's, it's hands down the worst show that I've ever done in all my years of doing this is Justin Bieber. I've done it three times, and every time it's like this. They are just the worst, wow. the worst kind of people. And I was like, wow, okay, so it's not just me. They're yeah. just because that's the thing. Like I always worry about. Uh, there's that saying because um, I know I'm hard to get along with. Yeah. Uh, there's that saying like if everyone you meet is an asshole, you're probably you're probably the yeah. asshole. And I was like, maybe I am the asshole here, you know, if all these mm. people, but the thing is I have so many touring stage managers and production managers that come in and they're just so nice and friendly and they're yeah. easy to get along with. Like, uh, the last Broadway tour that came in, I fucked up and I missed that. I was supposed to have four pushers on and the head carpenter comes in there and he's like, Hey, I don't have four pushers. And I said, I know I fucked up. I didn't put the four pushers on. He's like, is there any way you can, we can get those pushers on? I said, there's no, no, I'm out of hands. That, this is it. This is what you have. This is all that I have available. I have nothing else to turn to. I, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. There's that's it. And he was like, all right, cool. We'll deal with it. And then, you know, a couple days later and talking to him, I was like, I'm sorry I fucked that up. And I'm sorry I was short with you. He's like, you know what? It's no big deal. We're all under pressure. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it, doesn't, it didn't really matter about this four hands. It got done. Yeah. Because yeah. it's hard to be an asshole on the road. <laughs> because you you do. Like, I'm more, I was, I was really more motivated to try and help that guy because he was nice to pleasant yeah. to be around versus these guys that spent all day yelling at me about their, how they were short. It's like, you know, every minute that you're yelling at me about how you're short is a minute that I could be spent. I could spend trying to make you not short anymore. But then when I sit back down at my desk, I just think about what a piece of shit you are and kind of zone out for a minute. Uh, so I, I, I don't think I'm the asshole on these. Any, but I, I think, I think even if you were, uh, it, do, it it wouldn't help that you're specifically in a uh, a line of work where assholery is more prevalent. I think it is more prevalent, but even then, I think that there's like there there's weird. It's a different breed of asshole. Like I'm the mm. asshole where yeah, I'm can be hard to get along with, but. You always know where you stand with me. I'm very straight. I'm very honest. And I, you know, I, I and I'm aware of my faults of being an asshole. Um, and I, a lot of the guys that come in are like that, like things go wrong. They kind of get pissy, but then an hour later, they just kind of, yeah. by then they've let it go. Like that problem is, is in the past. Now we've moved, you just have to keep moving forward past it. And these guys were not push through assholes. These were like, we're going to make you pay. We're going to make you pay for flaunting us. How dare you flaunt the would-be <laughs> king? Ugh. Yeah, I, I'd sooner put a bullet in all those people than ever do another fucking Justin Bieber show again. Fucking sooner put a bullet in Justin Bieber. Absolutely worthless kind of a human being. But, uh, 
Yeah, I don't think I have a fourth issue, a second issue, a fourth issue this week. So, uh, but we do have some voicemails. Hey, what's up, boys? It's Matt from Minnesota. I haven't checked in in a little while. Uh, I was listening to the new episode, and I thought of a don't get, and that is Tool Fanatics. <laughs> uh, I rate Tool Fanatics uh, just under Juggalos as the <laughs> most obnoxious music fans, I guess. Um, I don't dislike Tool, but the people who are into Tool are just colossal douchebags. Uh, so I think I've gone on record on this show saying if I could genocide one group of people on the planet, it would be Juggalos. Tool fanatics are a close second. All right. Uh, peace out, guys. Yeah, those Tool fans are hardcore for a band that just puts out what sounds like noise. <laughs> just noise. Just might as well be listening to a fan. Blow in your face, <laughs> less damaging on your ears. Uh, hey, Tab and Tim, this is uh, Chicago's biggest dickhead. Uh, here's what I don't get How does every porta potty have an indicator that there's somebody in it and not to like knock on the door? But almost no public bathrooms have that. Like, that's kind of fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the worst toilet in the world has <laughs> such a great feature, but even though it's a very mechanically simple thing to incorporate into a door lock, it's just never there. Yeah. That's it. Okay, bye. He's exactly right. Yeah. Because I have seen ones for, like, the regular bathroom stall where yeah, there's a little window. Green and red. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's perfect because you walk up and you're like, that's red. I'm not going to go in there. Uh, airplane bathrooms have it. And those are also the worst also bathrooms. some of the worst bathrooms. Yeah, it's like a curve. Of, <laughs> this bathroom is unbelievably shitty. I, the only thing that's worse than the only the only thing worse than a porta potty bathroom I can think of is when the stall doors are too low. Uh-huh. Have you ever been in one of those where the stalls are like a lot lower? So if me like a six kids foot two person comes up to, to at the door, I'm actually looking over the top of it and can or, see you. Uh, when I, when we were at uh, dinner the other week, I I mean they were offset. Yeah, so in a way that I can, you can see directly into the next one. Yeah, yeah, that is also a big problem. Uh, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Doesn't have that problem. Porta potties, porta potties, yeah. But they stink, man. Yeah, and they're hot, and they're mm-hmm. just miserable. It would be, I, although I can't. There are two different venues I work in have this like single per. They have like the the big restroom with all the stalls, and then they have a single man restroom mm-hmm. that's closer to the stage than the others. Yeah. So people end up using that one more frequently. Both venues have this. The lock has the same issue where. It feels like it's locked. Yes, but it actually needs to. You have to like kind of wiggle the door mm-hmm. as it locks. So if you if you're used to it, as the door is closing, you start to put pressure on the lock. So as soon as it lines up, it slides right in. But a bunch of times people won't do that. So if I'm not thinking about it and I just walk in that door, about every third or fourth time, there's someone in there actively shitting. Ah. And about every like third or fourth time of those third or fourth times, it's a woman. <laughs> it's like, I swear to God, I'm not trying to walk yep. in on you. 
I just well, I just turn around and walk right out of the building when that happens and leave. <laughs> hey guys, you know who it is? It's your boy with the perma boner. Here's what I don't get: the fucking PDF uh, document format, or probably I should say Adobe Reader in particular. Because why the fuck is this format so popular when the only good reader for it, in terms of one that will reliably work for printing and the rest of it, is fucking Adobe Reader? It's such a piece of fucking shit software. It's like the software equivalent of an infected cyst. And yet somehow, all every manual on CD, fucking everything, gets supplied as a goddamn PDF. Anyway, thanks for the show, guys. Bye. Speaking of PDFs... Uh-huh. One of my phones has a problem where if I click on a PDF from my email account, yeah, it will open up Adobe Reader and then be like, oh, yeah, I can't read it. This file format is corrupted. But if I download it, go to files and open it directly, I have no problems. Yeah, phones have a weird thing with PDFs. Uh, they Which, again, begs the question of why the fuck we're still using this format. Yeah. Uh, I haven't used Adobe Reader in ages. I've gone to... Uh, I use Sumatra PDF. Mm. Um, which also loads other files other than pdf yeah um, i most browsers just have it built in now yeah yeah because yeah. i have problems with, with acrobat on my computer in that it is it gets grumpy with opening pdf so it's just like yeah just open up to fit pdfs by default in mm-hmm. uh, ed, uh edge, is that edge. The, yeah Microsoft, oh. yeah yeah or open it and open it in word yeah, that's true. You can also open it in Word. Save save directly to PDF in Word, too. Yeah. Well, I got it. Here's what I don't get. <clears throat> I can't remember if it was this podcast or other podcast, but podcasters calling, and uh, it sounds like they're driving with the windows down while they're making the call. So, I mean, I just kind of want to test the theory out. So, yeah, when, you know, people are doing, you know, like 65 or 70 on the freeway, and it seems like they have their windows down, and... You can't hear a fucking thing. So, anyways, I'm interested to see how that'll sound. I just had all four of my windows down using my car's uh, phone system. So, yeah. Pretty, pretty legible. Pretty, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, audible. Yeah. Audible. Yeah, that's the word, not legible. Legible's written. Can't use, can't use audible though. That's a trademark. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. You can't. Yeah, I I don't get that, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. That's our episode this week. I know it's a little bit out of sorts, but uh, I haven't slept in three days, and and doesn't seem like I'm gonna get to sleep anytime in the next the, until the end of the month, probably. That's what I'm guessing. So, yeah, but we're trying to keep the streak alive, trying yeah. to keep the show going. We're limping along. We'll figure it out. Thanks everybody for listening. Until next time. See ya.